Well, welcome to the Marty Minto Show podcast. I'm your host, Marty Minto, the informative voice for Christianity all across America. You want to share your thoughts, your views, your opinions on the podcast? All you got to do is email me, martyminto at gmail.com. Yes, I know it's been a while since you've heard my voice. Well, that's because of that witness protection program I'm in. Nah, not really. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's been a while. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I'm back, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you here today on the Marty Mento Show podcast. So, by the way, the official music of the Marty Mento Show podcast is provided by that Christian apologetics band called Apologetics. Last three letters, T-I-X. Check them out online, apologetics.com. Give them a listen for a minute. Here, here we go. It's a nice day for Christ's wedding. It's a nice way to start a band. I tell you, they do a great job, and uh, I can tell you right now, they um, they love the Lord. They share His gospel across the nation, and um, I tell you, they've just been dear friends over the years. And uh, again, check them out online. Apologetics last three letters t i x dot com, and uh, find out as much as you can. Purchase their downloads and enjoy the music. From so many different era and genres, it's you'll just be blessed. That's all I'm going to tell you. You're going to be blessed. Well, again, I well, it's been a while, and there have been a lot of things going on during this time period, uh, and it's really part of the reason why I have not been on the air. But one of the big reasons I have not been, I I've been working on something that has really, I guess, I guess I would call it the um, totality of the ministry of the Marty Minto show, uh, of just who I am as a believer, a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And many of you who know me personally, you know that for years I have been teaching churches and individuals um, about biblical evangelism and biblical apologetics. And I came up with something many years ago, and I, I, I can't even give myself a credit because it really it, it belongs all to the Lord. But there was a verse in the Bible that just absolutely, positively, just hit me right between the eyes. I could not get away from this verse. And it has become my mission, my mission in ministry. And many of you are familiar with the unless you believe unless you believe, U-Y-B. It's based on John chapter 8, verse 24, when Jesus said, unless you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Every time I read this verse, every time I look at the logo that was created by my wonderful, beautiful daughter-in-law, Amber, um, I'm just blessed. I've been using it for years, and uh, it, to me, it's a God thing. But I have, every time I, I look at this verse, every time I think about it, I think about what we have been called to do as the body of Christ. As Christians, we have been called to go into all the world and make disciples. I think of when Jesus told his, 
the men that were fishermen, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Uh, in the book of Mark, at the very end, before Jesus ascends back into heaven, he tells his disciples to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to everyone. And every time I look at this verse, I think to myself, every human being that does not believe, does not put their faith, their trust in Jesus Christ, that he is who he claimed to be. He is the Son of the living God. He is the Messiah. He is the one that God the Father sent into this world to save man from his wrath. I could go on and on. And I don't want to get real preachy here, but I I get so bothered inside by this verse. Well, what has taken place in the time period that I have been gone from the microphone is I've been working on the totality uh, the finality, I guess you would say, of many years of work and put it together in one sheet of paper, front and back, uh, folded in half, in order to give to people in the world in which we live, in order to give to brothers and sisters in Christ, to help them, they, to keep it in their Bibles so that they could be more effective at sharing and defending the faith. Uh, for Sunday school teachers, for pastors, whoever it may be, for those who uh, believe something different. They they believe in a another belief system, that Jesus isn't the way. He isn't who he claimed. And, and this um, handout that I have created is really the epitome of the work that I have done over the years. And in the end of this work on the back page, I challenge people with some big questions. And then I make it clear that when it comes to what someone believes about Jesus, it will determine how they live their life here on earth, what they're going to tell others about Jesus Christ, and where they're going to spend eternity. And this brochure, this handout, is filled with Scripture references. Uh, and that's what I've been working on because in some ways I I pulled some verses away, I've added others, and I didn't want to get too much in there. Not that you could give somebody too much Scripture, but I realized for the average person to look up these Scriptures, this is not something that you do sitting down at the table for five minutes. This is for the individual who really wants to know about Jesus Christ. Is he who he claimed to be? This is for the Christian who realizes that this verse is of the utmost meaning, that if someone doesn't put their faith, doesn't believe in Jesus, they're going to die in their sins. In other words, they're going to perish in that place called hell. They're going to experience the wrath of God. This handout makes it clear of the statements, the claims that Jesus made. And as I look at this and I sit here, I I, I want you to know that I have been working diligently on this. I've done my best to get my helpmate, my wife of going on 35 years, Renee, she has helped me uh, with that grammatical stuff. You know, she is, uh, she teaches English and reading stuff like that. She's, you know, she knows, you know, where the the bad parts and the good things, where I left out, where I need to add to. She's been a great help 
to me. And, and I'm still nervous thinking that I maybe I've missed something, but I, but I don't think so. I think I've come to the point where it is ready. And what I mean by ready, I want to give this out to everyone, everyone in the world. And I'm not joking with you. This has nothing to do with me, but I really believe with all that is within me that if any individual in our world goes into eternity without putting their faith, their trust in Jesus Christ and him alone for their salvation, they're going to die in their sins. They're in trouble. It, it's, it, they're, it's not going to be bliss. It's not going to be joyful. It is going to be an eternity of torment. And I can't get this out of me. And i got to be honest with you, I've come to realize that, that this is of the utmost importance to the point I want it in the hands of everyone. I want Christian after Christian to have this in their Bible. I want them to realize the importance of this and why um, Jesus said what he said just by reading the other scriptures and realizing that either he was who he claimed to be, not just by his mere words, but by what he did. Or the bottom line is simply this, as I told someone the other day, and they were in shock, Jesus is a liar. He's a liar or he's a crazy man? I mean, you you take your choice, or he's both. Maybe he's a combination. But in our day and age in which we live, I believe as we look at the end times that we're living in, it's getting worse. And there are more and more people that are claiming that God doesn't exist, which is foolishness. God himself said, it's the fool who says there is no God. Then you have all the religious belief systems of the world. As a matter of fact, I mentioned this here in this handout, that all religions of the world except biblical Christianity denies Jesus Christ's deity. In other words, that he's God. He's the Son of God. And this is big. I had I ran into somebody not too long ago. Actually, I was with my wife at one of my favorite places to be in all the world. I call it my little mission field, Dunkin' Donuts, DD. <laughs> uh, somebody said I should write a book about ministry in DD. But God has blessed me with meeting many people as I'm sipping on my iced tea that I love here in the South. And uh, But I get a chance to meet people and talk to people. People will ask me, hey, is that the Bible you're reading? Can I, can I ask you a question? You know, are you a minister? Are you? I mean, I get all kinds of different things. But uh, not too long ago, my wife uh, noticed a, a mother and her son standing in line. And she, she said, uh, I, I think I know you. Don't, don't you don't, doesn't your son go here to school? And long story short, uh, they ended up in a pretty intense conversation. And as the mother was sharing about her faith, which was a great thing, and her son was smiling ear to ear, I had said to her son very seriously that the real issue, always remember this all your life, son, all religions of the world deny the deity of Jesus. He's not God. He's not the Son of God. And I began to share with him and his mother that the key to all of this is focusing on Jesus, and this is what this handout is all about. See, I I think we have really got ourselves in a pickle. We have got confused. 
we don't understand. Um, there is really today when it comes to the visible church and what happens inside those four walls, what some would even call worship, they're missing the mark. I believe that the message that needs to go into all the world is simply, but yet profoundly, about Jesus Christ. That's our problem, and that is our issue today. And you've heard me on my podcast before talk about this. Now, I'm very passionate about this. I believe with everything that's within me that people need to hear about Jesus. They don't need to hear about Marty Minto. They don't need to hear about my ministry. They don't need to hear about the church I attend or the church that I've pastored. They don't need to hear about all kind of things. They need to hear about Jesus because Jesus said, if we believe that he is who he claimed to be, he said, unless you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins. Now, again, when you realize the magnitude of what he is saying, that means your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your parents, your grandparents, your neighbors, your coworkers, relatives, total strangers. There is no exemption to this. And this is what is driving me. And I can't get away from it. Now, some people may say, it sounds like you need a sabbatical. Well, actually, my wife tells people, and I've been using it too, I have been on a sabbatical uh, for quite some time, eight months since I have been pastoring in a church. If many of you may not know this, and again, I don't, I don't go around telling people, and I'm not wearing it as a badge of honor, but I was kicked out of a church thrown out because I was told I was a false gospel teacher. Now, if any of you do know me, you know that that's, that's just not the case. I stand upon the Word of God. I understand what the gospel is all about. I understand the need and the importance of getting the gospel out into all the world. But I come to realize not everybody buys into that. See, unfortunately, but true, the church today has become more of this kind of a country club mentality, members only. And as long as we keep those who are members happy, they'll continue to give. You don't want to step on anyone's toes. You don't want to uh, challenge them or stretch them too far. You don't want to confront with truth. All you want to do is make people happy. Well, the truth of the matter is that has nothing to do with biblical Christianity. But over these uh, eight-month period, i got to be honest with you, in all the difficulties and the challenges I've had in my own life, spiritually, um, being in the midst, I believe, too, of great warfare, spiritual warfare, it has given me the opportunity to work on this. And this handout that I really believe is of, of, of such necessity— and it's not because I put it together. And when you get your copies, you will see it is filled with Scripture. It is filled with information about Jesus, about the gospel. Jesus is the gospel. He is the good news. As Christians, our hope, our faith is in the person of Jesus Christ. And so when I look at this, I guess 
I didn't plan on going here today on this first podcast in you know in a while, but I, I want to tell you, all of you, I want you to write to me, email me, martyminto at gmail.com, um, and tell me, listen, I'd like to have some of these. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to send you a bunch. I am not going to charge you anything to do this. I, I'm not charging per brochure. I'm not charging for a packet. Now, some say, well, you there, but there must be cost on your behalf. We'd love to, to help you out. If that's what you want to do, that's up to you. But I'm telling you, this is free of charge. Freely, I have received by the grace of God when he saved me, and freely, I'm going to give. I want to get this in your hands. I want you to carry this around in your Bible. I want you to hand this out to people, to everyone you know. Now, you're going to say, well, not too long ago, you talked about your tracks. Isn't that kind of, well, no, this is different. And you'll see what I mean when you pick it up. It is different. But I believe in a very precise, a very um, distinct way I have put down really my life's work and my calling by God. This is it. And it really has to do with what people believe about Jesus. Who is Jesus to you? And you you know that's the great statement uh, that Jesus himself made when he said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, who do men say that I am? And then he says to them, who do you say that I am? And if you remember, the response came from Peter, Peter being the brassy one, uh, the one who was outspoken, the one who was unashamed, the one who sometimes even stuck his foot in his mouth. He said, you are the Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my father in heaven. God is the one who did a revealing. And and that's something that I have come to realize too, that just because you give someone the information, just because you put the water before the horse, doesn't mean the horse is going to drink the water. Just because we give the evidence and the claims and we bring forth the miracles and we bring the testimony of uh, those in history that wrote about Jesus, uh, just because we put things down on a piece of paper doesn't mean people are going to believe, but we're trusting God to do a work that only God can do in the life of that person. Now, i got to be honest with you, too. One of the things that you will find in this handout that to me is of the utmost importance. I did this on purpose on the back of it, um, is to ask some big questions. Like, for instance, was Jesus Christ telling the truth about himself? Was he? Because in the midst of this handout, there are 12 distinct statements or claims that Jesus made about himself. And I can tell you right now, they are of the utmost importance, and the reason why they're of the utmost importance is because, once again, is Jesus telling the truth? Then I asked the question, have you ever looked at the evidence of what Jesus Christ claimed and did? See, it's not just what he claimed, but look at the things that he did. That's why in this brochure, and again, I don't... I, I don't go through every one, but, but distinctively, I have six distinctions when it comes to miracles of Jesus Christ. 
and the scripture references are there, not every one, but enough for you or someone else to look at and to just say, whoa, these are people who are eyewitnesses, people who experienced, people that were a part, people that were given firsthand experience of these miracles that Jesus did. So I asked here on the back whether or not you've ever looked at the evidence. See, I I find a lot of people that I meet in life have never really, they have an opinion about Jesus, but they've never really looked at the evidence. See, some people have come to, for whatever reason, a lot of people believe that Christianity is this kind of emotionalism. You know, it's like believing in the fairy uh, you know, fairy godmother, or, you know, uh, the tooth fairy, or whatever the case may be. And they just don't realize that biblical Christianity is based upon evidence. And the object of our faith, our, our faith is not subjective based upon a feeling. Our faith is objective because we're given the gift of faith by God to believe. But with that belief, there's the evidence that proves that Jesus just wasn't saying something or, you know, supposedly he did things. You have eyewitness accounts. Then I ask the question, who is Jesus Christ to you? See, that's where it comes down to. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, who do men say that I am, but who do you say that I am? Because after they shared the thoughts of what they're hearing in the community, Jesus made it personal, and and that's what it comes down to, because once again, Jesus said, unless you believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. It is personal. Salvation is not a group thing. It is for an individual, one at a time, who will someday give an account to God. Matter of fact, I talk about that in the last part. I kind of give a warning. And that warning is you can't hold on to what others believe about Jesus Christ. You must know what you believe and why, because someday we will all give an account to God. And this has to be stressed to people. And I know growing up as a kid who was in the church all the time, much of what I believed was based upon my mother's beliefs and the church that I attended. But I never until truly I began to look at the evidence, began to reason from the Scripture, began to think and dwell upon it, what does Marty believe? And why do I believe this? Because my mother said this, my grandmother said this, because somebody—and I years ago, I, many of you probably heard this, but I, but I talk about what I call that as secondhand theology. And secondhand theology, though I don't mention that here in this brochure, it is something that to me is just dangerous, because we cannot ride on, on you know, ride on the, um, the back of somebody into heaven, or be carried by somebody else. You know, we can't ride on the coattails, I guess, of someone else into um, that place that God has created for his children place where the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, will reign forevermore. 
you can't get in there because, you know, as Jesus even said, because of your ancestors. If you're a Jew, you're not going to get in just because your ancestors are Jew and you you, you are tied in with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, et cetera. You, you, it ain't going to work that way. It comes down to you. Each one of us will give an account of ourselves to God. And then I ask the question, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Now, I, I'm telling you this, and, I, and I'm giving you some of the stuff that's in here because it's important. I talk about the word believe. There's a lot of people who will tell me, I believe in Jesus Christ. But what does that mean? Really, what does it mean? Because the Bible says that even the demons believe that there's God. Are they going to be saved? Are they going to be in that place of bliss and joy in the presence of God for all eternity? Uh, then, you know, some say, well, I've always been a Christian. And you've heard me say this before. I ask people all the time when they say they're a Christian, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to be a Christian? And some people look at me like I got three heads. They think like I'm speaking in another language because they don't know how to answer that. Um, and I talk about one's life and examining oneself, which is really of the utmost importance. Matter of fact, uh, what I was going to bring today, and I decided not to, and I'll bring it next time around, but if you recall the Apostle Paul when writing to the church at Corinth in his second letter, which actually may have been his third letter because one of the letters seems to be missing, but we could talk about that at another time. But the two that we have that we know that are by far divinely inspired and what God wanted to be in his word, Paul at the end of 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Christ in us. Is Christ in you, in your life? Is there a way to tell? Absolutely. Jesus said very simply, you'll know them by their fruit. Fruit is that what is brought forward because of the Holy Spirit who dwells within you. And there's much more that I could say about that, but I I don't go into depth into a long teaching on this handout, but I challenge people to look at their life. And the reason is, is because if Christ is not in you, then you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not sealed by God, and you are going to die in your sins, and you're going to face the wrath of God. Now, again, I'm just going to tell you, a lot of people don't want to hear that. I've had people in the last few months, people that I love and care about, have kind of told me in a loving way, I guess, that I'm from the old school. Some have said that I'm a little harsh, that I'm always kind of breathing fire, you know, the kind of the hellfire brimstone preaching, which I actually don't do. I get a little upset about that because I don't, I mean, I get a passionate occasionally or quite often, but I believe in what I am proclaiming. But I think of Jesus, and I even mention it with verses here. Do you realize that? Many men hated Jesus Christ in the Scriptures. 
not just the religious fairy. A lot of people say, okay, the religious leaders hated them. We know they wanted to put them to death. Eventually they did so, but it was a part of God's plan. No, you're missing it. I'm not talking about the religious leaders. I'm talking about the amount of people that really hated Jesus and the reason why Jesus was hated by them, because he exposed their sin. That's why the ministry of Jesus, starting with the Gospel of Mark, which is believed to be the first gospel that uh, was brought forward, in Mark chapter 1, it tells us very distinctively and clearly at the beginning of his ministry, this is what Jesus did. It says in 14, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near, repent and believe the good news. Well, Jesus is the good news. Jesus is the gospel, but he called them to repentance. Repent from what? Turn, you know, the word repent means to change the way one thinks, to change your mind, which ultimately changes your direction. You turn away from sin and you turn to God. So what did Jesus do? Jesus told men about their sin. See, a lot of people think that people follow Jesus and they portray Jesus at this long-haired, kind of long-gowned, sandaled guy with a flower in his hair and a guitar in his hand, and he's singing Kumbaya and everybody's singing along with him. That's not true. Jesus went to the sinners. It was those who were sick who needed the doctor. And he went to the people. He went to places where, in most cases, the religious leaders would never go. And what did he do? He called men to repentance. Repent and believe the gospel. And I think today, unfortunately but true, that is not what is being done. Now, again, it's not only what you say, it's how you say it. You don't have to scream and shout and pound the pulpit and yell at people and tell everybody you're burning and going to hell, but you must share the truth in love with people. That's what this is all about. I want people to look at Jesus. I want people to really look at his life and then ask themselves the question, what do I believe about Jesus? Because, again, everybody will believe something. Now, we could talk about many different things, uh, people in other countries and places. Uh, we know as Christians the reason why the gospel and getting the gospel out and evangelism and what we call missions is so important because every man must hear, every man must uh, come to to realize who Jesus is. And, and we know from that famous passage in Romans chapter 10, which I use quite often, but it, it, it really defines the reality for us. It tells us very simply in, in Romans chapter 10, starting with verse 11, as the Scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. See, everyone. But listen to this. This is the where it gets, it's where the rubber meets the road. How then will they call on the one whom they have not believed in? And how will they believe in the one whom they have not heard? See, if they've never heard about Jesus, 
How do they put their faith, their trust in Jesus? How do they believe in him? See, that's the real key to this whole thing. People need to hear. And some people are underneath the understanding that a lot of people have already heard, especially here in America. People have heard. I hear this quite often from people. Of course people have heard. That's not true at all. Matter of fact, I know what's even more truer is the fact that many times they hear about a Jesus that has never existed in the pages of Scripture. Now, I've talked before about uh, different books and, and, and things that you could pick up, but um, I think to myself, there are a lot of people that are believing a lot of things that are just not true about Jesus. In some cases, they've created their own Jesus, or someone else has created a Jesus, or told them about a Jesus that doesn't exist in the pages of Scripture. But listen to what it says. And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? In other words, somebody has to tell them. And how can they preach unless they are sent? In other words, we are to go. We are to go into all the world and make disciples. We are to go. That's what Jesus did. His ministry is the example, the perfect example for us to follow. And then it says, and how can they preach unless they are sent, as I mentioned, and it says, it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Then if you read a little further, it tells us very distinctively that faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. That's the key. People need to hear. People need to know. So I've kind of did something different today. But I'm telling you, I want you to email me, martyminto at gmail.com. You can send me a message on Facebook with your address. I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to give it to anybody. I am going to send you a huge stack of this lifelong work or the work that has been on my heart truly ever since Christ saved me. It's been in the making. And it's simply called unless you believe. Asking the question, who is Jesus to you? And inside, again, it's filled with Scripture reference. Filled, reference after reference. And, and I would challenge you to look, but I would challenge you to give somebody. And you're, I know some of you may be saying, you know, if I give them something, they're not going to read it anyways. How do you know? Um, how do you know? I mean, we don't want to be a fatalist, do we? And think the worst? I mean, quite often, uh, we don't truly demonstrate our faith in God. My responsibility is to share the gospel or to put in their hands the gospel message, to give to them and trust God that God will do something. It's kind of interesting. I have, in the period of time that I have been at Dunkin' Donuts in this location that I'm living now, I've put some tracks and I've watched them disappear. I've actually sat a couple times and watched people read them. One time I watched a gentleman put it back after reading for a few minutes. I got excited and I just watched him read and he put it back and he left quickly. Another one I watched, he's reading and he took the track with him. Then I've replaced and I've watched some tracks sit there and nobody do anything with it's not my responsibility 
when it comes to their response. I have to trust God. I have to do what God's called me to do. Now, some of you will say, I've heard this from you for so long, for years. It's kind of like, you know, a message that's constantly being repeated. And I could tell you, you will hear me repeat it until the day I die. Because Jesus made it plain and clear. Unless you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. He said it, not me. Do you know who he is? Have you put your faith and trust in him? How about your family members, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, the total strangers? Have they? Well, this is a great way of sharing the gospel, of handing them something that they can look at. But I tell you right now, for those of you out there who do share your faith, or need something to defend the faith when someone comes knocking at your door, or somebody at work questions, or somebody denies or says something that's wrong about Jesus, you can have in your hand enough information. And I'm not I'm talking about a, an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper folded in half. You have enough information to talk about what is essential when it comes to eternal life. When it comes to the one and the only one who can save man from his sins. The man Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Messiah. So again, I hope that you'll write, send me a message. Again, martymento at gmail.com. You could also write to unlessyoubelieve at gmail.com. Doesn't make a difference. Message me. I'll send you out a stack of these. Pass them out. Stick one in your Bible. Look through it. Read it. I refresh myself constantly with this since I've been putting this together. I've went back time and time again. My wife could tell you how many times I've crumbled up paper because I've I, I got to add this. I got to do this. I, gotta, I mean, it's just been a work in progress until now I can sit and I can read and I can remind myself of the claims of Jesus, of the miracles of Jesus, remind myself of what people thought about Jesus about how to, to, to share Jesus with other people. The gospel, really, what is the gospel? And I use an acronym there for the word gospel. And the gospel starts with God. And, and, and these things so that when I am out and about, I am able to effectively share and defend the Christian faith. And all I need to do is present Jesus accurately, by standing upon the Word of God, the biblical Jesus, again, the Son of God, the Messiah, the only one who can save us. Well, again, folks, it has been absolutely a blessing to be back, and uh, I'll look forward, I'll tell you truthfully, I just look forward to the days ahead. I'm back, so be stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. More of the Marty Mento Show podcast are coming your way, I promise. But don't forget, get this brochure. Hold on to it, but yet pass it out to everyone you know. And let's get the gospel into all the world. They will insist that God's one true son. They have been hitched to Mary Magdalene. Hey, use the scriptures to refute the man they will resist.
choose just what they want Hey, they resist to God's son Here's what I'd say to start over here It's a nice day for Christ's wedding It's a nice way to start over here